You are about to listen to The Millionaire's Word, brought to you by the Wonder Cathedral of Action Chapel International, Adenta Branch. This message will equip the contemporary Christian with nuggets of wisdom for today's world. Stay tuned and God bless you. Father, we enthrone you this morning. Your faithfulness is renewed unto us each and every morning. This far by grace, we say receive your glory, receive your honor, King of kings and Lord of lords, for the gathering of the saints are unto you alone. Be exalted in the midst of us. We say that hallowed be your name, mighty Holy Ghost, come and have your way. Without you, we can do nothing. We surrender every member unto you. We surrender the gathering unto you. Speak to us. Speak to us and meet us at the point of our needs. We speak liberty into the realms of the spirit. By the power of the resurrected Jesus, we declare we triumph for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Let the superior covenant in the blood of Jesus that supersedes every other minister unto us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please take your seats in heavenly places. Thank God for grace and mercy. It's certainly good to see you in church. We want to acknowledge His Eminence, the Archbishop, the visionaire of this great assembly. Please put your hands together. Let's appreciate our Papa, our Papi, or our Papito. We also want to acknowledge the Senior Bishop, the seating Bishop of this house. Please put your hands together for him. He is on an Episcopal assignment. And so uh, we were blessed for his presence during the, the first service. Uh, but he's gone on an assignment. And uh, I also want to salute all the men and women of God in the house. Please, let's appreciate our own. Let's appreciate our own. And we thank God for your life. Without you, there is no church. Please appreciate yourself with a clap offering. Oh, it's free. It's free. Amen. Amen. Uh, we thank God. Today is the last day of the month of October for the year 2021. And uh, grace has kept you and I. And we thank God for it. And I, I want you to come with a ready heart, with an expectant heart, that the Lord will speak to you and meet you where you are. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen? amen. All right. And so last two weeks, our senior bishop touched on the faithfulness of God. And so this morning, I want to take it um, on a different tangent, but on the same subject matter. And so we are looking at the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. He defined faithfulness as consistent loyalty, an unflinching love, a consistent loyalty, and an unflinching love love. And I think that it's a very powerful thought. It's a very powerful
powerful statement that the king of kings, the lord of lords, Elohim himself is faithful to you and I. I'm not talking about um, American president. I'm not talking about the president of Ghana. I'm not talking about UN. I'm talking about Elohim. That the king of kings should be faithful to you and I as covenant partners. It's a powerful thought that when we connect to it properly becomes an anchor for us in these times of uncertainties when fuel prices are changing uh, three, four times within two months. There's a lot of unsettling uh, mind in a lot of people. But when we connect to the faithfulness of God, it becomes an anchor on which you and I can lean on and not be worried and be anxious for anything. Amen? Oh, I said amen. And so, I want you to come along with me uh, as we get into the word of God. Uh, Let's go to Hosea chapter 11. There's an interesting... Okay, you're there. It says that when Israel was a child, I loved him. And I called my son out of Egypt. And so, God is making reference to the nation of Israel as his son. But the more I called to him, the farther he moved from me, offering sacrifices to the images of Baal and burning incense to idols. I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand, like a father holding the hand of his son, teaching him how to walk as a toddler. That was God's relationship with Israel. And so scripture says in Exodus that he led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They could see the Shekinah glory Philly Kadov with their naked eyes as you can see me and I can see you. That is a covenant relationship we have with God. He said that, but he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. Sad to say, is the same attitude we are seeing in the church. Verse 4, I led Israel along with my robes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck and I myself stooped to feed him. I stooped to feed him. Let's go. But since my people refuse to return to me, they will return to Egypt and will be forced to serve Assyria. Beloved, there is a price to pay. There is a consequence when we fail to heed and respond properly to the love and faithfulness of God. After all God did for Israel, they rebelled. And so God took them into exile. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. 
Let's go. It says that war will swell through their cities. Their enemies will crash through their gates. They will destroy them, trampling them in their own evil plans. Verse 7. For my people are determined to desert me. They call me the most high, but they don't truly honor me. This paints the picture of today's church. We say, Lord, Lord, but our hearts are far. But hear what God says. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Atma or demolish you like Zeboim? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. My compassion overflows. In verse 8, irrespective of the rebellion of Israel, irrespective of the disobedience of Israel, we see God struggling with himself to punish and deal with Israel according to their iniquities. And so God says that, ah, by my nature, I am tempted to wipe them out. But how can I give up on Israel? How can I let her go? Seeing she's my, co- she's my covenant child. And so God was struggling. And it just paints the picture of the faithfulness of God. That even in the midst of our weaknesses, in the midst of our mistakes, in the midst of our disobedience, the faithfulness of God keeps him in fellowship with us. That is how powerful the faithfulness of God is. And that is why we must appreciate it properly and connect to it well so that we can enjoy the blessing that comes with it. Our connection should not just end with a song. A lot of us get excited when we sing that song. That great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Of God. 
because there is something there for you and I. When you have come to your wit's end, when that marriage is collapsing, when that business is going down, when you can't see your way through that investment, remember the faithfulness of God. If you can connect to the faithfulness of God, the enemy will not exert over you and succeed in telling you that it is over. Because the moment you accept that voice that it is over, you are on your way to defeat. This is what brings people to the point of suicide. When they have over-magnified the challenges beyond God. You see, anytime you magnify your challenges above God, you fail to connect to his faithfulness. But he is bigger than that challenge. And he has promised that through the storms, through the water, I am in it with you. He never leaves us alone. Never. 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 If God in the Old Testament bound himself in oath to fulfill his part of the bargain, then I want to recommend to you that under a better covenant, the same God will stand by his word and prove himself faithful. Prove himself faithful. May you connect to the faithfulness of God. May that be an anchor for you. That in life's challenges, remember the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. God's faithfulness, according to scripture, has three ways of manifestation. Or three ways we are supposed to respond. Number one, we are to declare the faithfulness of God. Psalm 40 verse 10. Psalm 88 verse 11. We are to declare his faithfulness. Number two, we are to praise his faithfulness. Psalm 71 verse 22. And the last one, we are to feed on his faithfulness. Psalm 37 verse verse 3. Let's go to the 37 verse 3. We are to feed on his faithfulness. If, if, if you have something you are to feed on, then it's something you can depend on. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Feed on it. Connect to it. Because it will keep you and it will sustain you. And I pray that as you hear the word of God, you will rise up To declare the faithfulness of God. To praise the faithfulness of God. And to feed on the faithfulness of God. May that be your portion. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The scripture describes the faithfulness of God. In six unique ways. Six unique ways. The Bible describes the faithfulness of God. And I want you to open your heart. Open your mind. Open your spirit. And really connect to it. Number one. The Bible describes the faithfulness of God. As everlasting. Psalm 119 verse 90. Everlasting. 
He says that your faithfulness extends to every generation. As enduring as the earth you created. Which means that as long as we live on this planet earth, the faithfulness of God is available to you. It's available to every generation. It doesn't matter the generational curse. It doesn't matter the failed marriages. It doesn't matter the struggle with health. It doesn't matter the struggle with business. The faithfulness of God. What happened to your great-grandfather? That happened to your grandfather. That happened to your father. And you are afraid the same thing will affect you. The Bible says that the faithfulness of God endures to all generations. And therefore, in your generation, the faithfulness of God can set you apart and separate you from that negative trend. It can separate you. If your grandfather couldn't connect to it, your father couldn't connect to it, it is your turn and you must connect to it that it will separate you from that negative bloodline effect. And I pray, may that be your portion this morning by the power of the resurrected Jesus. For his faithfulness is everlasting. Number two, is described as established. God's faithfulness is established. It is not uh, unstable. It is established. Psalm 89 verse 2. Psalm 89 verse 2. It says, for I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. And so, beloved, when you look around, you can identify the faithfulness of God. Just lift your head into the heavens. That there is a moon and stars that appear every night to give light in the darkness. That is a manifestation of the faithfulness of God. As the earth existed, it has never changed. Every night, the moon appears. Every night, the stars appear. Your faithfulness, you shall establish in the very heavens. Look at the blue skies. It has never changed. The clouds forming rain appear at the season. That is the faithfulness of God. If God has established his faithfulness in the heavens, then you can be rest assured that his faithfulness for you shall never change. His faithfulness for you shall never be messed up by anything because it is established. Hallelujah. Say the faithfulness of God for my life is established. Hallelujah. Nothing changes it. Nothing changes it. May you connect to it in the name of Jesus. Let's jump to verse 8 of the same Psalm 89, verse 8. It says that the faithfulness of God is incomparable. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. It surrounds you. 
it is incomparable. When you are studying the book of Psalms, and it appears in two lines, the second line emphasizes the first one. And over here, we see God being compared, or God being used as a subject of comparison. In other words, saying that, who is mighty like you? In the same way, he's saying that your faithfulness that surrounds you is incomparable to nothing. Nothing compares with the faithfulness of God. Once he sets it in motion, he will bring it to pass. His promises are yea and they are amen. Only if you will connect with and don't allow the issues of life to go over your head. This is our challenge. Very often, we overemphasize the challenges of life. We allow the challenges of life to drown us. It's like, it's like the disciples, including Peter, on the Sea of Galilee, seeing Jesus walking on the water. And then he appears and he says to Peter, it is I. I am not a ghost. And beckons Peter to start walking. But the Bible says that immediately he started walking, the wind became boisterous. And he shifted his attention from Christ to the boisterous wind. And immediately he started sinking. He started drowning. Anytime you magnify the challenges of life above God, you lose focus. You lose track of his faithfulness. And within a short time, you will start sinking. May that not be your portion. Don't allow the issues. You see, I think that very often, this happens because our fellowship with God is shaky. But if we build fellowship with him to the extent that we can put our trust in him, our faith is intact. If we can forsake all and trust him, he will come through for you. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He never comes late. He never comes too early. He comes at the right time. Because in that Kairos moment, no devil will deny you that blessing. No demon will steal it. No circumstance will prevent it. Because it's the right moment. And at that moment, it is like the pool of Bethesda that is stirred up. Whoever has whatever infirmity, who steps into the pool first, is healed of their infirmity. Within that moment of grace, when God comes through for you, Nothing, absolutely nothing can stop that breakthrough. Hear me, there are, there are times and seasons when you get certain breakthroughs too early, the enemy will steal it from you. There are certain blessings when you don't have the capacity for it, the enemy will snatch it from you. But when it is within that Kairos moment, when all grace abounds to you, it is yours and it is yours. Nothing will stop it. 
not the demon from your father's house not the demon from where you work not the demon from where you live no witch will ever succeed because it is your time and the faithfulness of God will make it happen I said the faithfulness of God will make it happen in the name of Jesus don't fret yourself don't fret yourself but never allow the situations to become bigger than God it is an error hallelujah number four the Bible describes the faithfulness of God as unfailing let's jump to verse 33 verse 33 it says that nevertheless my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him nor allow my faithfulness to fail God's faithfulness does not fail God does not do you for one night. He is not a man to lie. Neither the son of man to repent. I am wearing brown. But if God says I am wearing white. This brown will turn to white. So God cannot lie. He is too powerful to lie. He is too powerful to lie. And that is how faithful he is. His faithfulness is unfailing. When you lean on his faithfulness, it will not fail you. It will not fail you. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verse 3 that, And he will keep in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on him. As you focus on God, on his faithfulness, he gives you peace. He keeps your heart at peace. Psalm 36 verse 5 says that God's faithfulness is infinite. Let's go to Psalm 36 verse 5. His faithfulness is infinite. It says that your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. It's unlimitless. It goes all the way from the earth realms into the clouds. That is the unlimitedness and the infinite faithfulness of God. May that faithfulness reach out to you this morning under the sound of my voice in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lamentation 3 verse 26, the last one, it says that great is your faithfulness. I love it. Great is your faithfulness. And it reminds me of that song that says that great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. great faithfulness of God locate you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus may it become real to you may it become real to you in the name of Jesus great 
is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Now, in wrapping up, I want to deal with the manifestation of the faithfulness of God. One, it is manifested in keeping of God's covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Deuteronomy 7 9. How is the faithfulness of God made manifest? It is in keeping his covenant with you and I. He says that therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. He is a covenant keeping God. He's a covenant keeping God. If only you and I will keep our part of the bargain, this is where the challenge is. As for God, He is faithful. He's faithful. He will always keep His part of the bargain. Every word of prophecy that has been spoken over your life, if you will arise in prayer, and be consistent with it. And flinching of your faith. Huh, it doesn't matter. God will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Because he's a covenant keeping God. He's a covenant keeping God. I submit to you. That whatever he has said about your life. Whatever he has said to you. One of the things that keeps me cool and calm. And collected is what God has told me. I stay in my lane because He has said something to me in my moment of solitude with Him, crying and groaning to Him and seeking His face. He whispered into my ears and it keeps me calm, it keeps me secure because I know that. Faithful is he who has called me. And faithful is he who has begun this work in my life. He shall perfect it. He shall finish it. Because his name is Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. What he starts, he finishes. What he begins, he ends it. Faithful is his name. And he will bring it to pass. May you connect to his faithfulness this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He is the covenant keeping God. And he manifests his faithfulness in keeping his covenant with us. I said earlier that if under the old covenant, God bounded himself in oath to himself to keep his part. Then under the covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus, ha, he would do much more for you and I. He will do much more. Number two. His faithfulness is manifested in his counsel. In his purpose. We see that in Isaiah 25 verse 1. Isaiah 25 verse 1. The counsel of God. 
He says, oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Give me the NLT. Give me NLT. It expounds it better. He says, oh Lord, I will honor and praise your name. For you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago. And now you have accomplished them. You have accomplished. If you have amplified, just fire it. You have accomplished them. Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise and give thanks to your name. For you have done miraculous things. Plans formed long, long ago. Fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. Perfect faithfulness. Perfect faithfulness. Has he got a plan for you? Has he got a plan for your life? Then the Bible says that the plans he formed, his purpose for your life, his counsel for you, he shall bring it to pass. I said he shall bring it to pass. Often the problem is us. The problem is us. We lack patience. We don't seek much time for prayer and studying his word. These things, listen, if you don't engage yourself positively, Satan will give you work to do. The same time you're supposed to use to study your word. Listen, if we do an average search of all of us sitting here, the probability is that majority of us, at least 75% of us, spend at least one hour a day on social media. At least. The shocking one for me, I found out that even the elderly people, Ayaka, you know, I, I thought that as for them, oh, you know, hey, I was mistaken. Totally mistaken. It has swept all of us off our feet and is stealing our time. That time you're supposed to use to study your word, supposed to pray, fire some prophecy, enforce the word of God. What do you share? Social media. Somebody is doing some nonsense. People are saying all kinds of rubbish and we are carried with it. May God deliver us in the name of Jesus. God deliver us. There is a purpose for our lives. There is a purpose of God for you. You must find it and fulfill it. It's a partnership. As far as God is concerned, he will keep his part of the bargain. The other part is you and I. You and I. And I don't think you and I can ever have any opportunity this side of heaven and in heaven to stand and accuse God that he did not keep his part of the bargain. You won't get that opportunity because he's a faithful God and he will keep his part. Will you also keep your part? Ask your neighbor for me. Will you keep your part? 
Ah, Uda. <laughs> Grace and mercy. <laughs> Number three, the faithfulness of God is manifested in forgiving us our sins. First John 1 John 1.9 If we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Beloved, when you understand this scripture, guilt will not drive you. When you understand this word of God in 1 John 1 9, you will not walk under the burden of guilt. Even though many years ago you committed abortion, even though you were a party to that fictitious deal, when you sincerely, out of a sincere and a contrite heart, confess your sin, the word of God says that he is faithful and he is just to forgive you, not only forgive you, also cleanse you. Anytime you hear such a word, Satan succeeds in reminding you of that sin you committed years ago. You are not there yet. You are not there yet. Because faithful is he to forgive and to cleanse it. He says that as far as the east is from the west, so have I taken your sins away from you. I will remember them no more. It is the faithfulness of God that secures us such an advantage, such a privilege, and such a blessing. That the enemy will not have the occasion to accuse you. Because God has forgiven you. He has wiped your slate clean. And he remembers it no more. May the enemy not have advantage over you. And keep you in the prison of guilt. When that thing is there, you can't raise your hands in worship. Because when you are tempted, say, hey, hey, now, oh, yeah, yeah. He will accuse you. But know, know that the faithfulness of God forgives us every sin. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Nobody has gone lower than the love of God. It went to the lowest low and yet rose up to the highest high. That is the love of God manifested in his faithfulness to us. May your life be free of every demonic guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus. Any false burdens that the enemy has put over your life by the authority of his word, let that burden fall off in the name of Jesus. May your life be free and free forever in the name of Jesus. Number four, the testimony of God is manifested. The faithfulness of God is manifested in his testimonies, in his word. Psalm 119, verse 138. It says, your testimonies, which you have commanded, are righteous and very faithful. Give me an LT. 
very faithful. His statutes, his laws, your laws are perfect and completely trustworthy. They are trustworthy. You can bet your last on the word of God. Pastor Kingdom often says that the word of God is the final court of appeal. You can trust his word. By his word, the worlds were framed. According to Hebrews 11. He spoke forth his word. And that which was not came to be. His faithfulness, he has embedded in his word. That is why at 12 midnight, when you stand your ground, and you rise up in prayer, and declare the word of God, the enemy has no chance but to back off. Because he watches over his word to perform. But you see, the Bible says that knock. First, it started with seek. No, it started with ask. That is one level. Then he says seek. You are looking for it. Then you come to the door and he says knock. There are different levels of prayer. There are certain things you give it one pump, it breaks. There are other things you have to go pump, pump before it will break. Another one you have to go pump, pump, pump before it will break. Because Jesus said that this kind goeth not except by prayer and fasting. If it is the category of prayer and fasting and you are using prayer alone because you love your wati, you love your fufu and appointing crackra, forget it. It won't happen. It won't happen. <laughs> Deal with it. Ask for God. He's faithful. And his faithfulness is embedded in his word. Is it any wonder that the enemy fights you and I that we should not go into his way? The devil is not afraid of you. What he is afraid of is the word of God in you. That is what the devil is afraid of. Because and the word was made flesh. When that word is in you and you declare it by faith, it becomes flesh. And the devil cannot handle that one. May you rise up in faith and power in the studying of the word of God and connect with that you will receive every blessing in the name of Jesus. Number five, the faithfulness of God is manifested in his judgment. Jeremiah 51 verse 29. In his judgment. In his judgment. We are getting there. I'm almost through. It says that the earth trembles and reads in pain. Give me, give me New King James before I come to this. It says, and the land will tremble and sorrow. For every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon. To make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant. Listen. The faithfulness of God in blessing Abraham. God says that, and you shall possess the gates of your enemies. When you are in agreement with God, 
because of his faithfulness, he takes care of your enemies. He has promised to take over the battle. For I will contend with them that contend with you. I will fight them that fight you. So that you shall hold your peace. God knows that our consistent, persistent affliction does not glorify him. So he says that after you have suffered a little while, I, God, will come and establish you. Make your life better than the beginning. Poverty does not glorify God. And so it is never God's intention for you and I to stay in poverty. No. It is not. It is part of God's covenant with us to deal with our enemies. Countless times you find in the Bible God fighting the battle for Israel. That is his faithfulness. But see this. Anytime Israel took the path of disobedience, they went into exile. You cannot be living a life of disobedience and expect to win the battle. You cannot be chasing somebody's husband and expect that at Friday night encounter, Forget it. It won't work. It will not work. You cannot be living in sin. Ajwa Mansa, I clear. Francisca, I clear. You have become a clearing agent. Expecting Elohim. It won't work. Forget it. Your life will only end in frustration. There are principles to the work of God. And we must apply it. So that it will work for you. May God fight your battles for you. May the judgment of God come against your enemies. That your life will be free. It says that, and the land will tremble and sorrow. For every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon. The faithfulness of God brought it to pass. Last but not the least, we see the faithfulness of God in his promises. In his promises. 1 Kings 8 verse 20. In his promises. So the Lord has fulfilled his word which he spoke and I have filled the position of my father David. This is a testimony of Solomon. And sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised and I have built a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. God fulfilled his promise he gave to David in his son Solomon. Jump to the verse 56. So this is to an individual. This is to a nation. Bless be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel. According to all that he promised, there has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised 
through his servant Moses. Not one word. I prophesy to you. Not one word of God's promises for your life shall fail. It will never fail. Nothing can stop it. Because faithful is he who has called us. Faithful is he. Let me give you a short testimony. Few years back, I used to work with Fidelity Bank. When the bank started, I had bogged some more and came back. And God opened the door. Along the line, I felt the calling of God. When I went to the office, the only burden on me was to pray. And so, I didn't have peace in my heart. I wrote a resignation letter. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. A young guy. I was thinking of marriage. And then one man of God, I even discussed the issue with, made it worse. Because when I was in university, I started a fellowship. And he had been to the fellowship. So he looked at me. He said, hey, Senna, what is wrong with you? You're a dynamic young guy. Why do you want to stop the work? When you become a a pastor, what will you eat? (laughs) I left his office more confused than when I went. And I heard a deacon in the church, when he heard that I had resigned my fidelity bank work to become a full-time pastor, said me, I wasn't a serious boy. Discouraging things, but I stood my stand by the grace of God. And Holy Ghost asked me in the moment of my struggle that Senna, if I say you should stand on the fidelity or MTN tower and jump, I will catch you. Will you jump? It kept me holding on to my resignation letter for three months. Can you jump? God says that I will catch you. I won't let you fall. (laughs) I went to my head of department. Put my letter on his desk. He threw it out and he said I should get out. He's not accepting it. I had to battle with it. I looked into the future. It didn't look certain about anything. Because it looked like I was coming to nothing. But I said, God, if you have called me according to all that you've revealed, then this is it. I am taking that path. I dumped my letter on his desk and I walked out. I took the jump. And I can tell you that the faithfulness of God never failed me. Never failed me. It never failed me. Mr. Smatabi was there at my wedding. I did the wedding when I wasn't working. That is the faithfulness of God. I received a call. Say, Pastor Senna, I hear you're doing your wedding. I'll take care of the cake. I, look, everything was bought, including my suit, my wife's gown. Somebody gave me dollars to buy a wedding ring. Everything from food was sorted. That is the faithfulness of God. It's the faithfulness of God. And at my wit's end, when I thought that, 
This is it. God opened the door I never expected. Listen, this God there, he's faithful, though. He's a faithful God. And I'm sure you have your own testimonies. Time will not allow it. But I want to say this one thing to you. That let this be a part of your Christianity. That the faithfulness of God is real. Just as he has promised. That through the storm, I will be with you. Through the water, I will be with you. That is it. That is his promise. Hold on to it. Wrap it around you. Walk in it. Run with it. Because his faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness. Shall we please be outstanding? Is forevermore. His faithfulness is forever. Is forevermore. I say his faithfulness. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is forever. His his faithfulness let him restore you let God reveal his faithfulness to you afresh in the name of the Lord Jesus talk to him, two minutes thank you Jesus Father, we give you praise. Indeed, you are a faithful God. Your faithfulness is forever. Grant us grace to connect with it properly that we will enjoy the fruit thereof. Your name forever be praised. Your name forever be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please take your seats in heavenly places. Doing a baby dedication quickly. 
Thank you for listening to the Millionaire's Word. This is Action Chapel International, Wonder Cathedral, Adenta, the Millionaire's Church. Kindly visit us this and every Sunday for any of our two services. Our early morning service is from 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And the second service, which is a Chi and English service, is from 9.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. You may locate us on the Dodua Road, 200 meters from the Adenta Barrier, opposite the Puma Filling Station. For prayer counseling and further inquiries, please reach us on 0244-675561 or 0244-686841.